In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. This gospel is a very moving and powerful story. Lazarus, a friend of Jesus, the brother of Martha and Mary, has died. Jesus eventually arrives into the scene of grief, engaging the mourners, and eventually raising Lazarus from the dead. As you and I encounter the story this morning, I want us not to have just read it or heard it, but to consider allowing ourselves to enter into it, to be a part of the story. Perhaps we best enter as those who experience grief and to walk alongside those who are grieving. Where is God amid the tragedies in our life? How does Christ respond not only to Martha and Mary, but to us? As our passage begins, we learn that Jesus arrives four days after Lazarus has been buried. It had taken time for a messenger to get to Jesus telling him that Lazarus was ill. And in the section of the reading before our reading today, we learn that Jesus had even waited two days before departing to go to Bethany. That even had Christ left immediately, Lazarus still would have been dead and buried for two days. As he nears the village, he never makes it quite to the home of Martha and Mary. Martha hears that he's coming and goes to meet him leaving Mary with those others who had come to grieve with the family. All of them come to him on the outskirts of town. What I found interesting in the passage is that Martha, Mary, and some of the mourners all say something to the effect of, Jesus, if you had been here, Lazarus would not have died. Jesus, you opened the eyes of a man born blind. You have healed countless others, not even needing to be near them. Surely you could have healed Lazarus. I suspect you've probably said something similar at some point in your life. Or you certainly know someone who has. God, if you had showed up, my marriage wouldn't have fallen apart. Jesus, if you would answer my prayer, my child wouldn't struggle with addiction. God, if you cared, my loved one wouldn't suffer dementia. God, if you had been here, that person would not have died. God, if you had answered and been present, you fill in the blank for yourself. These are not necessarily statements of disbelief in God. Although left unchecked or unanswered, perhaps they could become such. Rather, statements such as these that you and I have made acknowledge that God, had he chosen to, could have changed the outcome. Martha is the first to approach Christ with these words. Remember, she's the practical one. The one who, when Jesus is teaching in her home, is more concerned about proper hospitality than sitting and listening to what Jesus is teaching. And even now, she shows her practical nature. She makes her claim that Jesus could have saved her brother and immediately follows it, saying that, but I still believe God would give you whatever 
whatever it is you ask. In this, she is not saying that she expects Jesus to raise her brother. Remember, it is the same Martha who later, when Jesus commands that the stone be removed, says, but God, he stinketh. She's not expecting that miracle. Rather, she's simply affirming that Jesus is still powerful and that with God's help, he could do whatever would be needed in the moment. Jesus responds by telling her that Lazarus will rise again. But all that you can imagine the resurrection at the end of time. So Jesus gets more explicit. He says, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the God of the living, not the God of the dead. She confesses her belief that, Christ, that Jesus is the Christ still only looking to the final, ultimate resurrection. Then Martha departs, tells her sister Mary that Jesus wants to speak with her. As Mary rises to go, the other mourners leave with her, thinking that she must be going to weep and mourn at the grave. It's their bounden duty to accompany her. Mary is still yet consumed with her grief, and as she gets to Jesus, she falls at his feet, Likewise, exclaiming her belief that Jesus, had you been here, my brother had not died. All the while still weeping, as are all those who are attending her. We should not see this weeping as simply tears of sorrow. but This is the deep grief and cries of laments. I will never forget that sound of lament. It's one evening in the summer of 2011, Kristen and I were in Ethiopia. I'd been teaching at a Bible college as part of my seminary. And from the room at our guest house, we began to hear the piercing and haunting wail of a woman in deep anguish. Perhaps you've heard that cry. We don't usually hear it in public. But if you've ever heard it or made that sound, you know the one I mean. It's guttural, it's heart-wrenching, the sound of unconsolable grief. We looked out our second-floor window and could see across the street a small crowd gathering just outside one of the city hospitals. We could only guess that this long, lasting, wailing lament had been caused by the tragic death of a loved one. This is the kind of cry that Mary and the others are experiencing, that deep wailing lament. And upon seeing and hearing them, Jesus himself has a rather visceral reaction. He groans and is troubled in his spirit. In other places, this word that's used here for groaning can imply indignation or scorn perhaps indignant about the ongoing effects of sin on the people that Jesus loves, on the ravages of sin that results in death, perhaps tinged with some amount of frustration that his people still do not see and understand that he is the resurrection and the life. Jesus asks where the body of Lazarus is laid, and then he himself begins to cry. 
this is not the cry of lament. Our translations that use the word weep here do not do us any favors. It's actually a different verb entirely. This is the same word that describes the tears which Mary herself washes Jesus' feet and dries it with her hair. This is the word for tears that the book of Revelation says that God will wipe away every tear. These are the tears of sorrow, tears of compassion. Jesus cries and weeps in sorrow over the human condition, over the ravages of sin, and his sympathy with those who mourn. He weeps with you and I when we grieve as well, not in lamentation and loss, but in sorrow and comfort. We sorrow the temporary loss, but as Paul says, we should not grieve as those who have no hope. Rather, we know that resurrection is coming, shown very clearly in our gospel. As Jesus prays at the end of this passage, he tells the crowd and us thereby that he is raising Lazarus from the dead so that we will all believe in him, that we will all trust that he is the resurrection and the life, not only at some future point, but now, that life is in him now. So no, God does not prevent any of us from experiencing grief and loss. And in those moments when God appears silent, that does not mean that he is not present or that he does not care. Christ, remember, was fully human. His friends died. He cries with Mary. He sorrows with us. And yet we must be encouraged not to be fixated on the lost, but rather to see and hear the hope of Christ. So if we cry, let us cry at the foot of the cross, allowing God's loving arms to embrace us and surround us, to provide us comfort and to remember that the cross no longer holds the body of Christ, that the grave is empty, that he has raised again and promises us the same. Church Father Cyprian would encourage us this way. If we believe in Christ, let us put faith in his words and his promises. Since we shall not die once for all, let us then pass into Christ in joy and confidence, since we shall live again and reign with him forever. Let us pray. God, you know that we regularly experience grief and loss. Comfort us, we pray, in our sadness and grief. And guide us ever towards the truth of your great love for us and the hope of eternal life with you. And grant that our hearts may truly be fixed where true joy is to be found, in you and with you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.